Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Thursday, August 17th. It's five minutes after 11. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there as well. Casey Daniels 317. And besides the radio, we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar, want to let everybody know later on this hour, we're going to be speaking with Ryan Binkley. Who is Ryan Binkley? We will find out he's running for president president of the United States. So this is so wild. This dude is legitimately running. It's not like your uncle Fred. Like the guy is, he's this uber successful business guy from Dallas. He's also a pastor and he is getting very close to actually getting the signatures Mm -hmm. necessary, which is one half of the component to get on the debate stage. He was He's crisscrossing the country, spending a ton of time in Iowa. We found out about him because he actually spoke. He was the featured speaker at the Hamilton County uh, monthly breakfast. And like, oh, my gosh, what an interesting guy you've never heard of. And he's going to give us the ins and outs of what it's like to actually run for president in the United States. Now, we've got uh, to talk about somebody else who is running, not for president, but for governor of the great state of Indiana. And his name is Brad Chambers. So Brad Chambers was the head of the IEDC, the Economic uh, Development Commission, corporation, whatever. And that means he is, was, is Eric Holcomb's right hand guy. And so he was one of the guys who was, you may uh, uh, remember, the strong arming of the farmers mm-hmm. out of their land out there in Boone County to uh, help mega corporations that are friends with the governor. That's one of his, was one of his big responsibilities. So what's super interesting about this, Casey, is Chambers is very close with Holcomb and Hupfer. And clearly Suzanne is not close with Holcomb and Upfer based on the fact that she's been running for a year now and they've refused to endorse her. And so these two establishment super monsters will pull votes from each other, which means if you are Mike Braun and Curtis Hill, you are doing a big old happy dance today because there was a huge concern that if Curtis and Braun are pulling votes from the same block of people, Suzanne Crouch could potentially win this primary with 30, 35% of the vote. Now it appears the establishment lane is going to be divvied up up just like the conservative lane and we got ourselves six people casey mm-hmm. running for governor this thing is going to be a zoo the next year and i love it because they're all going to be groveling for votes now as far as i know suzanne crouch has raised the most money so far in her fundraising it, now this uh, brad chambers he's just starting now they already have millions of dollars in the kitty yeah but chambers is going to have and if you believe the rumors that kyle hupfer is going to be very involved in this guy's campaign who knows if that'll actually come to fruition but it is clear Holcomb is not offering Su- uh, Su- Silent Suzanne an endorsement in a, an endorsement or any help mm-hmm. clearly if Holcomb didn't want this guy to run or Hupfer, they would have told him don't run they want him in the race and they're going to put their weight behind him because the problem you're going to have is especially if it's a Curtis or to some extent a Braun you've got a guy in there who is not beholden to the cabal 
Now, Braun did a terrible job when he was a state rep, and we're going to talk a lot over the next year about how Mike Braun actually voted when he had the power to influence policy, and he was a taxer and he was a spender. Don't buy Braun's bull crap about being a conservative. But Braun, to a certain extent, doesn't play by the same set of rules because he's super rich and independent, and he built his own way and bought his own way. I mean, built, sorry, I, did I say bought? Built his own way into the U.S. <laughs> Senate Freudian slip there. Uh, and, and then if you couple that with the prospect of Micah Beckwith being the lieutenant governor, well, now the donor and lobbyist class is going to be in cardiac arrest because if you don't control the the people in the office, then you don't control how the cards fall down on the on the on the table. Okay, so Brad Chambers, he's the former Secretary of Commerce, just resigned from that position recently, obviously, so he can run for governor. He says, I'm running for governor because I want Hoosiers of today and Hoosiers of tomorrow to believe that Indiana offers an opportunity for an excellent life. So you mentioned six people. So we've got Braun, Mike Braun, Curtis Hill, uh, Silent Suzanne Crouch, Eric Doden, uh, now Brad Chambers, Donald Rainwater, and Jennifer McCormick. Am and I then there's any, well, there's another woman who's running for governor, and her name is totally escaping me. She hasn't nearly doesn't have nearly the name ID or the waves making the waves that the others are. And I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail because she has quite a few followers and fans and friends, but they need to do a better job of getting her out there. So there are six Republicans running right now. You have. Uh, Rainwater, who's running uh, on the libertarian side, and then you've got Jennifer McCormick, who's running on the Democrat side. This Republican primary is going to be fascinating. And the crazy thing is, with six people running, there's a world where 25% of the vote wins you this primary. So again, if you're a Curtis Hill, you are now right in this ball game because if you look at Curtis's if you look at Kurt, the, like the events Curtis is doing, he's drawing good houses. Now, does that translate into hundreds of thousands of votes? Who knows? But at least the events he's doing, he's either got somebody who stages those photos really well, or he's got quite a few people at these events. Now, Curtis has got a lot of baggage. And he's got a lot of questions to answer. My tendency, though, is to, and I'm not, this is in no way an endorsement. I'm not telling you to vote for Curtis Hill would be to support the people that will make Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupford the most miserable. <laughs> and that clearly would, <laughs> that be, would Cur- be Curtis, Curtis Hill and, and Micah in the lieutenant governor spot. So, uh, look, I think it's going to be fun. These people, you've got a whole bunch of people who, let's put it this way, they have trouble being real human beings. Mm. And you have a lot of plastic politician people who are running for this office, and it's going to be fun over the next year to watch these people try to human in some shape, form, or fashion. It is 11 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this uh, loyalty pledge. Donald Trump is refusing to sign (laughs) the Republican National Committee's loyalty pledge. Uh, McDaniel, she's calling it the beat by Pledge. Yeah, you're talking about Rona Rana, Rona mm-hmm. Rana McDaniel, yeah. who I believe is the Mitt, chairperson. Mitt Romney's niece. She is also the chairperson of the RNC. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so uh, Donald Trump's not going to sign it, and a few other people have signed it so far. So, what does that do to the Republican National Committee? Well, it's a big bind they're in because they desperate. Look, you're talking about sma- just smashing record numbers of political engagement if Trump is in this debate, certainly for anything ever done in a primary, and you, me, and Kev being the only ones to watch it if he's not. They need him in this debate. However, 
he has no incentive to sign this thing because they need him more than he needs them. And if you don't make him sign it and you allow him to participate, mm-hmm. then the rest of your participants are going to be looking around going, well, wait, we got strong armed into doing this. And then Trump's going to point at him and laugh and go, you guys are big wussies, except he's not going to use the word wussy and laugh at him. So, I mean, it is Trump, as he usually does, has these people in a total bind here because they desperately need Trump to participate. However, what do you do if he doesn't play by your rules? You can't let him in. You yep. can't let him do it. Well, and he's leading the conversation like he does a lot of times. He signed it back in September of 2015, but then by March of 2016, he was no longer sticking with it. So even if he does sign it, who's to say he's not going to rip it up within There's months? no incentive for Trump to sign it because he doesn't need to be in that debate from, debate from a pure political standpoint. And Trump is the master marketer and master showman. And this is his way out of the debate while not while being immune to the criticism of people like me because i will tell you the fact that he doesn't sign that pledge and i know why he's not signing that pledge but i would not sign it either because i would say no i'm not guaranteeing that if it's chris christie mm-hmm. i'm going to vote for chris christie or aza hutchinson kiss my ass yeah he doesn't believe in that and so now he gets the immunity of where people like me would be critical saying you have an obligation to stand up in front of the voters I still agree with that, but I don't think you should be held hostage to say I have to support whoever wins because I don't like a lot of you people anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, and speaking of Chris Christie, Morning Joe, oh, that good time Joe, he said that Trump's not going to come to the first debate. Why? Because he's scared of Chris Christie. I do think he's scared of Chris Christie. He saw what Chris Christie did to Marco Rubio when Chris Christie went into a debate with one thing in mind. He knows Chris Christie put Jared Kushner's father in jail for a very long time. He knows he's a prosecutor who's ruthless and knows how how to to push his case. And he also knows that his secret sauce in 2016 was being the disruptor. Right. Shaking Hillary Clinton up on the debate stage, shaking the Marcos uh, and everybody else up on the debate stage. That gig, that's like eight years old, right? right? That's Elvis in 77 now. And um, I think Chris Christie's got his number. And he knows, like Donald Trump, he's got the gut instinct, obviously, his political gut un- instinct is second to none. Like, he sees it coming. And so I just don't, I, I think he's scared to death of Chris Christie and will not have the guts to go or the nerve to go on uh, stage with Chris Christie anywhere. Do you think Donald Trump is afraid of Chris Christie? No, I just think Trump knows there's no upside for him doing it. What's he going to go from 60 to 61 mm-hmm. percent? I mean, he said that. He said yeah. that with Eric Bowling the other day, and he's, he's honest about it. There's no political upside. The upside is I feel an obligation to be as transparent as possible to the voters. However, the RNC has given him an out by saying, no, I'm not going to lie to people and tell you that I will support Chris Christie or Hutchinson. Not that Hutchinson is going to be on that debate stage, but there's a lot of people up here I don't like, and I'm not going to lie to you people. So they've really given him the out, and I would probably take it if I were him because I wouldn't support all those people either. Yeah, it's a losing position. He and doesn't then, need to do it. And then go do a rally or do it better yet, do a something with Tucker on Twitter mm-hmm. or Rogan or whoever, and nobody will be watching these people. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up, we've got a, a few audio clips that we want to hear from Joe Biden and some voicemails with 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> 19 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We had talked about airing some uh, audio from Joe Biden, but you know what? You don't deserve that. Yeah. Why would we do that to you? We like you, our listeners, so we're not going to subject you to the yelling. Uh, yeah, so coming up next, the ha- second <laughs> half of our hour, we're going to have Ryan Binkley, who is actually running for president of the United States. You may have never heard of this guy, but it's a fascinating story. He's actually closing in on, it would be like the Cinderella story if mm-hmm. this guy makes it. He's getting very close to the, the donors, and obviously there's a polling component to that too, but you're going to get an in-depth look at what it's like to run an actual again this isn't you know uncle frank saying write me in for president yeah it's an actual guy raising money has hundreds of volunteers he's spending his whole life in iowa he was a featured speaker at the hamilton county republican breakfast uh yesterday and so we're gonna get a really cool in-depth look at what it's like to run for president of the united states he's starting to show up on all the talk shows as well the news channels so and what a uh he's agent reverse guy did you see this dude i i I noticed. I noticed you now had his photo as your screensaver. <laughs> I do not. He he's a, he's an attractive man. Casey's like, oh my gosh, have you seen how good looking this guy is? And I said, well, that's not really my ta- <laughs> taste. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm-hmm. uh, yes, he's an age in reverse guy. So yeah. we'll ask him about that too. So in the lead up to that, we did. Uh, we only got to one voicemail because we were very distracted about talking about. Uh, the implosion of on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells the mm-hmm. other day. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get to some more. Now, Casey, we proposed yesterday, Kevin and I, we came up not only with a great idea, but a business plan uh-huh. for you to make money off an OnlyFans account. Right. And the public was just erupted in yeah. approval. Uh, we got many calls about that. Yes, a message for Casey from Casey and Kenville Show. Anyhow, you can get a hundredfold increase in your OnlyFans account if you include your bikini picture and if there's pictures from way back when you first came onto the show, someone had mentioned that you had won a wet t-shirt contest. Anyhow, this is Angelo, the poorest conservative in Carmel. Thanks, guys. Wow. I think Angelo's the guy who's paying child support until he's, what, 72 or 74. <laughs> so you know Angelo is looking for something else to do with his income. I was thinking about this last night. I was like, you know, the first picture that I would have to put up would have to be the bikini picture. Um, and I did uh, I did ask the dude last yeah. night about say? that. He gave me the side eye. Yeah. And I said, what? Just, you're not on board with this? Here's what you got to do, Casey. And if you're listening... Mr. Dude, we love you. <laughs> Think of all the collectibles you could buy with that money. I just, I just, you got to. Now you're speaking his language. You got to see this. Now you're speaking his language. It's speaking in terms that right, he will right. understand. Right, exactly. Sell, uh, sell it the right way. Yesterday, Hammer and I and you, obviously, were, we were talking about uh, writing people's names in if you're very unhappy with the choices for mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hammer said he may write Abdul's name in. And I had joked there were people who wrote my name in for U.S. Senate yeah. last year. And I actually have somebody took a, what do they call that, a screenshot or whatever of yeah. the 
thing and it's now they blew it up for me sent it to me and it hangs in my office in in our building here and look no one was being serious like we think oh my gosh a writing campaign for abdul would propel him to being the mayor we're talking about we hate the options Mm -hmm. so you can write somebody's name in in protest i didn't think i was going to be elected to the u.s senate because i wasn't running (laughs) but there's somebody who really takes our show way too serious Hey, this is a message for Hammer and Rob mm-hmm. about write in, uh, writing in people on the November ballot. Hammer, I'm sorry to break it to you. You are not going to get Abdul a record number of votes for mayor because in order to be a write-in, you actually have to file to be a write-in, and Abdul did not file. Rob, I'm sorry to break it to you, but your one vote that you got for Senate last year against Todd Young did not actually count by the Secretary of State because you did not file. So if you look at the actual results, none of those votes count. At, at, at any, He's right. At any point, was I like, wow, Casey, if you check the Secretary of State's website, you'll see all of the write-in votes that I got. Mm-hmm. Or did I jokingly talk about how somebody hated the three options they had, including yeah. Duke of Spendingburg, yes. so much, they wrote my name in, and we had a chuckle with that. Yes, it was It was all in jest. Uh, no, nobody was serious. Nobody appreciates humor anymore, Casey. Yeah. No fun of any kind. Speaking of fun... Uh, lot of lot of uh, conversation and analysis over your uh, phraseology that you use to describe Eminem and the act that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned that this is a family friendly show, but I trusted you that you knew what you were uh, talking about. Our residential listener, who is a trucker slash underground rapper, who called the other day, mm-hmm. uh, took some onus with your phraseology and i believe was protesting some of that and now he has called back with uh we had put out an an offer and he is willing to take us up on that oh okay hey rob hey casey uh underground small town southern indiana rapper calling again and (laughs) i heard what you said about people calling in being passionate about casey's but i still consider a mishap with their language and the lingo and I took to heart what you said about people showing passion. I heard what Kevin said about a rap about property taxes. Challenge accepted. Oh. Gotta give me a little bit of time to get home. I'm actually also an over the road truck driver. I'm a man of all trades, but I'm gonna give that a shot. <laughs> and I'll find a way to inbox it to you when I get her done. Oh. But yes, I will do a song. I will write a rap song about Indiana property taxes. That man is going straight to the beat lab. And he's going he's gonna to lay down some hard tracks. Uh-huh. I, I just know it. Fantastic. What are, well, if he needs any help, you can produce it, Kevin. What are the odds? Yeah. That it's awesome? That, it, that he he does this and we... The, the, this could be the Oliver Anthony, isn't that his name? Mm-hmm. Or Anthony Oliver, whatever yeah. it is. That he is the next rich man north of Richmond. That this we could propel this guy to be the next rich man over north of R- Richmond. That would be awesome. As long as he gives us a little credit. I'm along very excited the way. about this. Yeah. All right, Casey, have you ever wondered what it's like to run for president? No, but we're going to find out what it is like. Ryan Binkley, who is doing this, who is, you may have never heard of this guy, but he's actually getting very close to the donations necessary to get on the debate stage. He will join us next to talk about, well, who's the biggest jerk of all the people running for president? (laughs) That and a whole bunch more. Things we really want to know. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I was feeling more dead than alive. I was 
93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And oh my goodness, Casey. Yeah. We have somebody who's running for president here yes. with us today. Is it you? Uh, no, I'm I'm out. You know, I'm uh, I'm very retired. You didn't get the donors. Well, I do not want to drop dead of a stroke <laughs> or a heart attack. But somebody who's willing, for some yeah. reason, to subject this. I mean, this is like, a, this guy is legitimately running for president of mm-hmm. the United States. It's not like, you know, my Uncle Floyd said he's going to run for president. Write his name in. This dude is really running and he's getting very close to potentially qualifying for the debates. You may have never heard of him, but you're about to. Ryan Binkley is his name. Ryan, hello. Well, hello, Rob. Great to be with you and Casey. It's so awesome to be here in Indiana overlooking your incredible downtown square. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Now, I got to be totally candid with you, and this is why you're here to inform people. I had never heard of you before last night. Micah Beckwith, who's our good friend, uh, regular on this show, texted me and said, you got to have this guy on your show. He's an up-and-comer. He is a legitimate candidate for president. You spoke to the Hamilton County GOP uh, this morning. Tell us who the heck you are. Who the heck I am. I'm Ryan Binkley, <laughs> and I'm from Dallas, Texas. Okay. From the great nation of Texas, and uh, we are, I'm married to Ellie Binkley. We got five kids. I've uh, been married for 24 years. I'm a CEO of Generational Group, so we do investment banking, middle market M&A. It's grown now to be strategic growth, wealth management, a few other things, software engineering, yeah, your clothes like look that. nicer than the clothes I'm wearing, and that well, explains you know, that you're so doing very well. Guy. And uh, But anyway, I have about 400 employees across the nation, 16 offices. I'm also a pastor. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I have been in ministry since we got married. In fact, we've always been in ministry. So we did young adult ministry. Then about 10 years ago, we started a church, non-denominational church in uh, Richardson, Texas, right outside of Dallas. And uh, we've been doing that our whole life. And now we're running for president. Felt a call many years ago. Uh, just a dream came to run for president. And then over the years, just praying through that, messages began to come to me. Now's the time for us to run. And I'm sharing with America, we are in trouble and we need an economic revival. That's my expertise in finance. And we need a spiritual heartfelt revival. So a lot so, of people feel called to like help their country, their community. They might volunteer to soup kitchen or pick up trash on a highway. You took the hardest thing possible, which is run for president. <laughs> yes. Why would you do that? Well, like I said, that was the uh, that was the word that came to me. Uh, we've been pastoring, serving. We've volunteer already so we've been doing that for 30 years volunteering 15 20 hours a week in different ways and so but this this word really is for our country you know right now we have a lot of politicians that have a lot of history uh in their field and a lot of them are lawyers but not a lot of them understand finance economics uh cost of capital debt what that means to a business much less a nation so when a nation's in trouble like we are we're starting to see the ramifications of a long-term uh, poor fiscal policy. Yeah. So when this happens, then that ties the Fed's hands and from a monetary perspective. So we can argue the Fed's horrible, and I would say they are, but they can't really do their job when you deal them a bad hand every year by giving them a trillion and a half dollars in debt and saying, hey, fix me. So this is my experience in that. I've got some thoughts on We just launched a seven-year economic rescue plan, so I'm, I'm, I've got some words for our country. I have so many questions. Ryan Binkley is our guest. He's running for president of the United States. And people should take you serious. They're like, where did Rob find this guy on the on the circle? Was he just wandering around? <laughs> You've almost got the 40,000 donors required to get into, into the, the debate. I think we'll have it by the end of the day. Maybe tomorrow. We just found out we had 7,000 donors yesterday. Incredible. How does that happen? How do people find you? you know, Are you just that charming and charismatic? What? That, where? That is mainly it. Plus, it's our 100 do- uh, field workers we have out there. We have about 100 field team. So what we found is talking people face to face. You know, there's some people 
people out there doing these gift cards. I don't know if you heard of that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Burgum. You know, give me yeah, $20, yeah. I'll give you a dollar or whatever. So uh, that sounds nice. But we just decided to do it different. We went grassroots. We got college students, young people, knocking on doors, telling people about our campaign and, you know, saying, hey, if you like this message, because it's a different message. We'll get into this. I'm asking part, the Republican Party to think different in its time because, you know, our, our country's broken and we haven't had a leader think about how do we transcend this division we're in? And I'm speaking to that, but with real solutions. So I'm not just talking about unifying our country for the sake of unity, actually giving us a couple things to work on together. And I, I believe it's time for that. And people are responding. So if you want to bullet point a couple of those things, I'd be open to hearing them. Wow. So first of all, our country is going to be setting the next generation up for likely the greatest economic failure since the Great Depression. I see a perfect storm coming in the next five, seven years if we don't do something. So what I mean by that, most of America doesn't know the debt we're in. I mean, I had 60 young people at my office at corporate headquarters two months ago. I said, how many of you know how much debt we have? 32 trillion. One or two. So you guys- <laughs> Very good, two- Casey. You could work for Ryan. Congratulations. Oh, you guys, <laughs> listeners are knowing because y'all are knowledgeable, yeah. but you know the track record we're on in eight years is for it to be about 50 trillion. So with this path we're on, and that's going to move the largest expense that we have in the federal government to be interest payments, which we don't have the money to pay. So that's going to move from 8% to 12 or 14%. So how do we get out of it? Well, we borrow money. We roll the printing presses to pay this. So we've printed 40% of our nation's money supply just in the last few years. So the reason we have inflation, 30% on big stuff, rent, mortgage, gas, fuel, shelter, only if you need to eat or drive somewhere does this impact you. And um, it's destroying the country. And so here's what's happening. Banks are trying to rescue us from inflation. Excuse me, the central bank is by raising rates. This is going to slow down the economy. So we see this right now. Mergers and acquisitions is down 15% in the United States. That's how companies grow. Uh, you can't buy a house, can't buy a car. Everything's going to be, the average family spending $700 more a month right now. So the options are this, hyperinflation, expansive inflation in the next five to seven years or a balanced budget. Let's do something we haven't done in 30 years. That's what I'm suggesting. Uh, Ryan Binkley is our guest. He's running for president of the United States. So you got here. You're from Dallas. I assume you didn't walk like you've got to have a legit infrastructure we to have get the money to fly. Yeah. So this is <laughs> where do you start? I'm so curious. Like if I were to say to, and you tell us how you did it. I want to run for president. I would have no idea how to start. How do you even start running for president? Well, we actually started a couple years ago. We started traveling to, um, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, Missouri, speaking with business leaders and churches. I started talking to people about getting involved in government and just, you know, getting let the message resonate in my heart that we have to start owning this process, you know, and we began doing that. Then I just went with a team of people, shared with our vision and uh, some supporters, and we decided to make the announcement in April of this year in Dallas, Texas. We had about 800 people there, mm-hmm. and it was fun. We I don't even have 800 story. friends. You got 800 people to come to a campaign yeah, event. That's absolutely. amazing. Yeah. You should see it. It's a great. It's out there on our website, Binkley 2024. Uh, a lot of people say this, Ryan, it's great speech, but your wife, she was amazing. So my wife, Ellie, knocked it out of the park. So, but you know, our message is resonating because it's, it's time for us to stop this division that we're in. There's no way we can solve the big problems we have by throwing darts at each other all day on Friday and say, oh, by the way, come work with me on Monday. That's not the way leadership works. We we haven't had anybody transcend our party since Reagan. And so we are we are talking about real issues, the border, the budget, health care. How are we going to solve the end of war? How are we going to solve the urban America education? 
big problems. Republicans can't do it on their own. We have to think different. Is it weird the way it's done to qualify for the debate? Let's face it. If you don't get on that debate stage, that's lifeblood. You got millions of eyeballs. You need to be Mm -hmm. up there. You've got what till Monday to make it. Mm -hmm. Is it weird that you have to beg people for one dollar? Like we were laughing about Mike Pence not making it. And that's pathetic that someone with his name ID couldn't do it. But you got the Burgum guy who's basically buying the votes legally. I mean, he's doing it legally, but he's basically (laughs) legally buying people's votes. That seems like a really crappy way to decide who's viable of who can who can bag enough people for one dollar yeah, that's it that's a bad plan so you know we've just been sharing our message with people like i said we got field workers out there and they're just talking to people sharing our vision and uh you know it's been great so we've been able to get it it's been snowball effect in the positive but you know our track has been iowa so most people don't know that i how important iowa is in this caucus uh state for the grassroots candidate which i am so i've been to 62 counties and i'm there every single week for the last three months and and uh, we are sharing with people sometimes five Five and six meetings a day. I mean, we're putting miles on a pickup truck I took up there, and we are visiting with people because Iowans expect you to be in their living rooms, in their breakfast tables, at the restaurants, talking about why do you believe what you believe? Convince me. Is that weird to have to and, be as invasive as possible to people? Because it, that just seems like counterintuitive mm-hmm, to what people would is, normally it's want. It's amazing. They love the process. Iowans love the process. They love talking politics, and they, they really appreciate their position and how they help I would say this, not show who the winner is. They're setting the field. If you're the top four or five, this field gets windows down, top four or five. That's kind of the field going into New Hampshire and beyond. So they kind of vet the candidates, I would say that, more than anything. But it's good to be there. That's our track that we're taking right now. We're just now getting national media. Are you making it in polling? We, we, we've we gotten a couple polls this week, okay. last week. One major poll, national poll. Uh, we were in another one in Iowa here recently. A bunch are coming out this week. And so we are praying. If yeah. anybody calls you, by the way, Ryan Binkley <laughs> is your candidate, right? So uh, if any national a, polling companies yes, call you. I'm talking to everybody here in Indiana. Okay, right now, you, so. let's say you make it on the debate stage. Ryan Binkley is our guest. He's running for president of the United States. What's your website, by the way? You're being very, very, very good. Binkley2024.com. Okay, perfect. And you can give, you, they could give you $1. That gets you what you need, right? They give a million dollars if they go to the pack. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. But somewhere between one and 6,600. So, like, right now, if I were. How does this work? I'm very curious. So, if, like, right now, I don't do anything on the Internet. We talk about this all the time. If I were to hand this very lovely assistant of yours $1 and say, this is for Ryan, does that count or does it have to be online? No, you can get – we have an envelope for you both today, and we expect it. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we will have a – Assumptive close right a, that's there. That's why he's a, a successful guy. I carry a collector guy. with me everywhere I go. They're right here in the studio. It's like being at a church. If you had a camera, you could see these two guys. And uh, But anyway, uh, we have an envelope. You put your name ad- and address on it and occupation email phone number we'll only call you once a week and i'm kidding about that but uh and uh we will uh it counts ryan binkley is our guest he is a candidate for president of the united states he is getting very close to getting the forty thousand individual donors needed to get on the debate stage and when we come back we're gonna ask him the question everybody i'm sure wants to know who is the most obnoxious person running for president on the Republican side in 2024? Goes to all these events. He's around these people. Who is it? Who's the who's the absolute worst? It's Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I Morning, DJ, and W-O-L-D-D-D-D. We're learning what it 
it's like to run for president of the United States. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Ryan Binkley is our guest. He is running for president of the United States. Uh, he is getting very close to the 40,000 donor threshold required to qualify for the debate stage. And uh, Casey, uh, before I bombard Ryan with several radical right-wing Republican questions, I will turn the floor back over to you. You have mentioned uh, we have to stop shooting arrows at one another mm-hmm. and uh, parties, uh, Republican Party can't do it alone. Uh, give me one thing that says you're wanting to work with people on the other side to make anything happen. You know, we, we can't accomplish anything together if we don't give us something that really affects us all. So let's just take health care. You know, I've talked about the budget, so that impacts us all. We're going to have to look our kids in the camera and go, sorry, kids. We couldn't do it. Here's $50, $60 trillion in debt. I'm going to the lake now. Good luck. If we if we do that, we'll be known. I'm 55. We'll be known as the generation that- There's pro- no way you're 55. I don't believe you at all. I am 55. <laughs> that prospered the most, but sacrificed the least. We will be known. We have had more wealth come in our country in the last 40 years. Look at all the wealth that's come in. And all we had to do is balance the budget or get somewhere near in a healthy spot. We couldn't do it, kids. Sorry. Now you got hyperinflation. If you could go back in time one year before the Great Recession or the Great Depression, two years, and go, what, what could we have changed? We're in that moment now. There's some trouble coming. So I would fix that. That's a bipartisan plan. But I got to look in the camera of America as president and go, here's why we need to change. Here's why we need to do this. All I right. have to tell them the truth. Right, you've got tens of thousands of people that will hear this today. And so they're going to want some dirt and some gossip. And this may make the difference in terms of you getting donations. Don't who, dirt and gossip. Who is the biggest a-hole that you've had to deal with on the campaign trail? Which candidate is the absolute worst? <laughs> which candidate? Yeah, I mean, oh, which, which guy? There's is other it a-holes. It's I was got, about to name <laughs> several, but now you're talking Is it Christy? It's got to be Christy. You know, say Mike Pence. <laughs> say Mike Pence. Honestly, 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 I am going high, high. I, I hear. Remember Reagan? Yeah. Our, the godfather of Christian conservative. I mean, I can't speak evil of a fellow Republican. Oh, my goodness. So you're I'm missing an opportunity I'm not here. taking that bait. They're all good. They're all better than Biden. Let's <laughs> let's remember who the enemy is. All right? Let's remember who the enemy is. There's not one of these guys that if you're in an event, you're like, oh, no. Okay, Asa Hutchinson there's is some here. People, Ryan, there's some people I'm having coffee with, some people I'm having dinner with. Okay? But that's I'll leave it at that. But, Ryan, uh, okay, so you said let's remember who the enemy is, but we've had many Republicans who have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, which is reducing inflation. Um, you know, a lot of people get into office, they campaign on one thing, and they get there and they don't do it. Um, so why should we believe you? Well, you know, I'm not looking for another job. You know, I'm very blessed in my career. Um, I'm just not an, it was not, not a career step for me like that. I mean, I say this, I want the position. I feel I'm called to lead it, and I feel I'm the best candidate for it because what I'm what I have planned to do. That said, I... I I have a track record of leading a business. You know, my business has payroll. I've got 350, 400 employees now. Uh, we have to meet payroll. I believe the federal government should meet payroll. I don't think we should just dump this off on for generations to come. We now, we if we worked hard at it today, we couldn't pay off this debt in 30 years if we were making an effort. The problem is we're not even making an effort. When it comes to unifying our country, you know, I'm not going to be able to sit here and speak evil of somebody because that's just not who I am. I pastor church on Sunday. So at the end of the day, I can disagree with you. We may all disagree, but we should be able to do it in a respectful way and say, listen, even though we may be polar opposites on some social issues, may think each other is crazy. This is what I believe. We're all Americans. I think everybody has the best thought about how to improve our country. Let's pick some things we can agree on. For example, can we all agree that... 12% of kids in urban America that are reading at the 8th grade reading level need help. 
Yeah, absolutely. Then let's what can let's do something about that. Can we all agree that forty percent higher inflation than regular inflation? <laughs> absolutely sucks. Yeah, yeah, acceptable. Can we agree that that's right? Can yeah. we work on it? Can so let's work on that together. Can we can we agree that we have. 300 people dying a day of fentanyl coming across our southern border mm-hmm. and for 50 years we're not doing anything about this this standoff I would call it between Republicans and Democrats because nobody they can't get together because if they do they lose their base are you kidding how many people I'm telling our how many people have to die a day before we're willing to work together All right, is it a thousand 1200 just tell me then I'll put it on my calendar alright I want so, to be very clear I think I'm going to give you a dollar just because you've been great on the show and uh, I don't even know if I'd like you or not as a politician yet but I want to see you on the debate stage to get an idea and you're not Chris <laughs> Christy, so I I'm haven't gonna, convinced you yet. Well, look, I mean, look, 16 minutes. I just you're gonna, said you're gonna, your <laughs> grandchildren's financial future. Is it real? And, real serious And everybody though. else is going to spend it in oblivion. It, and I'm the only candidate, by the way, with a seven-year plan to balance the budget. Not one of the top candidates is thinking about it. And here's why. They don't think they can lead to get it done. So they want to throw out executive powers. They want to expand the office of the presidency. Just say no thanks. Are, is it is it uh, is it hard because you're a very nice guy and you're very reserved and you're very just you look at you and say that's a normal dude who would be a, a you know a central casting president of the United States in the world of Trump. Is it hard to stand out because it doesn't seem like many people want that anymore. They kind of want the the floor show when they go places. Here, here's what's happening now. People want to win. President Trump did a lot of great things, but I think all your listeners may know he only won 46% of the vote in the last two elections. He lost 46 of the top 50 cities by population. The Republican Party, this is one of my messages. We have to go beyond 46. 46% of the vote's not going to get it done. President Trump today, I like a lot of things he did. Can he even unify the party? much less the country. The answer to that's clearly no. There is a there is a movement that's happening and so it's not going to coalesce around that anymore. And then how is our party going to grow? Are we settled on 46%? Do we think losing the minority vote consistently college students 70% of college students voted for Joe Biden 80 80- something here old Joe don't we recognize we're yeah, not which connect- is really interesting because by 2033 their social security is going to exactly. be gone it's not so going to be we, there here's what's happening we don't even connect to them we don't have a message that connects them or a messenger so what I want to do is say this I want to t- ask college students listen you may not agree with me on everything but let's start a volunteer movement like the Peace Corps I could have hundreds of thousands this is my goal hundreds of thousands of college students volunteering five hours a week mentoring kids in third grade how to read let's do that together let's, let's do something Something different to change the culture of our country. Let's start a job movement for urban America. I want to start the trade movement again, vocational skills. You know, we're, we're letting people come out. Not only half of them are going to college or graduating. Let's teach people how to be a plumber, electrician, computer. T- Let's do something different than what we've been doing. Let's dive into urban America and not ignore it. We'll win some. All right. If people want to know more about you, your plans to fix the country, your just general, who the heck is this guy? How do they find out about Ryan Binkley? Well, go to Ryan Binkley 2024 or Binkley, excuse me, Binkley2024.com and follow us on social media as well. We've got a great platform on all of them, but that's where we put our schedule. We're in Iowa a lot, so you haven't heard a lot of us on national news because our money is going to Iowa and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, we're growing. And so, but I think we're going to get to that debate stage. We hit the polling this week. You'll see us there.
All right, Ryan Binkley, you find him binkley2024.com. Good luck, and uh, I expect if you make it to that debate stage, at some point you're going to say, Rob's dollar made all the difference. It, I think it would, and have me back, and we'll talk about just the difference that made. I'd love to. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. That is going to do it for us today. Casey, well, need I say more usual outstanding job. Great job as well. Kevin, hope you have a great rest of your day. Be sure to stick around. Tony Katz coming up next. Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC.